In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on the topic of jealousy. This conversation was originally recorded in January of 2020. We want to remind you that Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us. Join the conversation. We ended last year uh, with looking at the fruit of the Spirit, and as we uh, we did that, the the last fruit of the Spirit that we we talked about was love, and it just felt like that love is so comprehensive and so deep and so broad and so wide that uh, what I thought I would do as we begin 2021 is to look at now the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, within the New Testament, and look at the different pieces of what love is or what love is not. And uh, y'all will remember those of you that were here last week, I kind of started right in the middle and we looked at uh, love does not celebrate injustice, but love celebrates with the truth. And we talked about the truth and we talked about how to find truth. So today I'm going, I'm going to go back to the beginning again and, uh, and start. And uh, I thought, and I've, I've linked it there in the, uh, in the chat window, uh, a, a little bit of a handout today, uh, if you'd like, uh, like that. And so today we're going to look at love does not envy. Love doesn't envy. Sounds kind of like, a, it, it really, as I studied it, it was a bit weird. Love does not envy. How, how are the two connected? And so uh, the, the Greek word for envy in this particular place is a Greek word pronounced zelu or zelo. So listen to that word, zelo. Uh, we get the word zealous from that. And we also get the word jealous from that word. And, and so uh, love isn't jealous. Um, so some random thoughts that I had about what, what does that mean? So love is, is not displeased at the success of other people, whatever that success may, may look like. And, and so remember, the fruit of the spirit is love. And love is not jealous. So God has already put within us the capacity not to be jealous. And, uh, and, and so we, we have the ability to do that. What, what was fascinating uh, is as I, I looked at the word envy, zilu, uh, and, and tracked it through scripture, uh, it, it's used quite frequently in Paul's writings and jealousy is often linked with outbursts of anger, dissension, and quarreling. So when we get jealous, we get triggered easily. When we get jealous, we get angry and we quarrel. And if we connect it to our faith walking material and, and language, uh, it, it, it seems as if Jealousy is related 
to a couple of things, the wounds of our past, and jealousy is also related to our shame voice. So when we don't feel like we are enough, we get jealous of what other people have and what other people do and what other people experience. And um, so often our anger and our dissension is caused by our jealousy, which I believe is caused by our, our shame. And so when we choose love, we're, we're choosing for there not to be rivalry or competition with other people. Love, so I put it this way, love does not need to keep up with the Joneses. You familiar with that phrase, everybody? Is that just a U.S. phrase? Uh, and, and love doesn't need to be the Joneses. So I don't need to keep up with them and I don't need to be them. Um, love is not jealous of another person's money, another person's possessions, uh, another person's... Uh, attention, success, gifts, talents. And in these days of social media, love is not jealous of the number of followers another person has on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. <laughs> love wants good for others and love celebrates with those who are celebrating. So, have you ever paused to think about what what you what what you have a tendency to be jealous about? I think it's probably different for different people. Uh, I, I have a you know I've lived long enough now since I had a birthday this week. I've lived long enough to um, to have a couple of friends that are millionaires, and there are in my weak moments I get jealous. And I think, wow, you know, if, if I could just, if I had two million, I, I think I could do it on two million. And, and you know what my millionaire friends say? Whatever you have, it's never enough. I mean, that's what my millionaire friends tell me. It, whatever it is, it's not enough. You always, you always want more. And so do I have the capacity? My, my youngest sister and my brother-in-law my brother-in-law is, is a partner in a, um, uh, an accounting firm uh, here in Houston, right in the heart of the Galleria. Uh, they do really well. My sister uh, is a, a CFO of, uh, of a restaurant chain, and, and, and so they, they make a lot of money. And she called me yesterday in the middle of the day, and my sister never calls me. I mean, she will not communicate with you unless you text. Uh, unless she's calling. And so she texted me first and said, can, can you have a quick call? And I said, sure. And she called me to tell me that she was buying a new car. And she's really excited because uh, she's buying a Tesla and she had to order it. And, uh, and, and she, and she's just, and, and so I'm glad I had read all this because it would be easy to get jealous. So by the way, my sister and brother-in-law live, uh, live on a lagoon off the bay on Galveston Island. 
and uh, both their kids are in college. And so my sister, so the car she's giving up is a Audi Q7 uh, SUV. And, and so listen to this story. And they're going to give it to their oldest daughter, who's still in college at, in UC, at UCLA, because she needs a car. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'll take the Audi. Give me the Audi. I don't need the Tesla. Give me the Audi and I'll be fine. Right. But but here's the point I want to make. It's easy to get jealous of of them because they have more than I have. Um, But yesterday when she called with this in mind, I wanted to be fully present to her and fully celebrate her joy and her success at, uh, at, at something that was exciting for it because she decided out of the middle of her busy day to call her brother and, and tell him what was going on. For me, uh, and, and by the way, sometimes it, it takes, it, we have to have it, make a decision to do that. We have to choose to love and not be jealous. And I just found it helpful to think about where are the places that I template that I am regularly tempted to be jealous of someone. Sometimes I'm jealous of those who I think have more talent than I do or more gifting than I do. Uh, And and so this idea, love is not jealous. Uh, I, I wrote in the notes this thought. Not being jealous is a gift that we give ourselves. Here's what I mean. When when we really love ourselves well, we won't be jealous. So why do I need to worry about what somebody else has if I'm loving myself really well? And loving myself includes things like being grateful for who God created me to be being grateful for what God has gifted me with and given me and being uh, learning to love myself also means that I'm going to learn to be content with who I am. So it doesn't mean, uh, I I like to say it often this way. uh, And and this is a quote from Dr. Henry Cloud. I give up my need to be more than I am. That's about comparing myself with others. But I also want to be all that I am. And and so being content, being all that I am, I I think is is wrapped up in this. And um, yeah, so loving ourselves means those things. And, And here's the connect to faith walking concepts. So in order to love myself, Uh, I I love myself better the more I'm able to define myself. Self-definition is about my my personal boundaries. It's about my personal guiding principles. It's about answering that question, who do you want to be in the world? How do you want to show up in the world? Uh, uh, Self-definition is about, okay, I'm I'm going to discern with God Okay, obviously we do this with God, but I discern with God 
what what I believe God has for my life, who I choose to be, and in that discerning of who I believe God chooses for me to be, what are my guiding principles? What are the boundaries? The more I live into self-definition, the the more I think I love myself and the less I'm jealous of what other people uh, have or do or experience. And so I, I just want to encourage you to continue to do the work of self-definition. Because the more you work on yourself, the more you're going to feel good about who you are. The second thing, uh, I love myself better when I address my own shame voice fully. And shame is about that sense of I, I don't, I'm feeling like I'm not enough. And when I know I'm enough, when I really believe it deep within myself, then, then I don't worry about what others have. So. So here, here's the deal. When I know I'm enough, so that doesn't mean I'm enough to do everything. I mean, uh, I watched uh, uh, some, some uh, not during the event, but following the event, I watched some of the musicians at the inauguration of our U.S. president this week. And, uh, and I'm just awed by people who can really sing. And I really wish I could sing. I mean, I really, I'm jealous of good voices because I just, I would love to be a singer. I can carry a tune, but I'm not a good singer. Uh, and, uh, and, I, and I like to sing, but I'm not a good singer. But, but when I address my shame voice, I realize, okay, God hadn't chosen to gift me with that gift and it's okay. Uh, so, so that's involved. And when I love myself, well, uh, I, I want to tie it to another thought, and this, this is deep within me, folks, and if you're around me much, you're going to hear me talk about this, and you probably already have, but I love myself and I love my neighbor better when I practice Sabbath, because for me, Sabbath addresses my shame. What do I mean? Well, I, I, I'm not going to be able to give you the whole thing, but this is, this is what I mean. Uh, so first of all, Sabbath rest precedes my ability to love well. When I don't engage now, I, and, and hear me, I'm not talking about do I go to church. I'm talking about getting Sabbath rest. Sabbath being a way, not just a day. And and so what what I'm learning about Sabbath, and I, I'll. You can read some of my, the material I've written, uh, and I've been influenced by Walter Brueggemann around this, but let me just say it shortly this. So in Sabbath rest, I trust God, and so I can rest. I trust God and I rest because I believe I've done enough. That's what Sabbath rest is about. I've done enough. I don't have to do anymore. I trust God and I rest because I believe I have enough. God's given me all that I need for now. And, I, and so I, I rest in Sabbath. I trust God and I rest because I believe there will be enough. God will provide. And so I rest. I, I stop. I, I quit being anxious and I quit being agitated and I quit being stirred up and I, I quit working so that I can fully rest. And I trust God and I rest because I believe God has created me to be enough. 
so I don't have to keep working on trying to be more than I am. So I've done enough. I have enough. I'll be enough. <clears throat> and I and I am enough. <clears throat> and in all that, if I will take the time to to Sabbath, I'll have more capacity to not only love myself, but to love my neighbor well. And so love is not jealous. Why? Well, because in love, I, I've done I've done the work on learning to love myself. And it's out of loving myself that I can love others well. And this idea that love is not jealous then is a practice that I take on. So it's not, I don't think it's a feeling. It's a practice. I choose love. I choose not to be jealous. So that's some of the stuff that got stirred up for me as I was thinking about this. What's that stirred for you? Let's talk about it maybe for five minutes here together, and then we'll break into some small groups and talk about it. All of you got over your jealousy a long time ago, right? Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of people that can exercise, to be honest. Mm -hmm. that, that is a real hard area for me because I, I've always had thyroid disease and weight issues and, and um, having the back issues that I have right now has made it impossible. I've, I've literally bought maybe, I don't know, six different office chairs, two different weight benches, uh, all kinds of equipment in this house, which my, my son is utilizing. But, <laughs> but I'm, I, it, it is, it's frustrating. That is one thing I admit. I just, I want to be able to get in shape. I was, I was in sports in school. So this is really challenging. So, but Thank I have you, to keep Brandon. reminding myself, as you said, that I have to, be content right now. God has mm -hmm. a reason for this too. And, and I know that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I, I think it's different for all of us, you know, and, uh, and I do think it's helpful if we can identify, okay, you know what? I tend to get jealous here. And, and so what does, you know, again, I, what does it look like to connect love and jealousy? Judith, what's, what, what do you have to share? Yeah. Um, I will share because it hit me right away that the thing that I'm jealous of mostly, and it's come out more because of COVID, I think, but it's people that have families with them. Mm. Um, I'm jealous of people that um, aren't alone. And that's just very honest and it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. I, I, I get it, Judith. And I, I appreciate you being willing to share that with us. Maybe we can become your family. In many ways you have. Good. But it would be nice if you were three-dimensional sitting right here. <laughs> Wouldn't it though? I, I like what you said about um, if, you, if, if you're not feeling enough, there's never enough. I mean, I was thinking about what Leslie said. I mean, I, I also sing, but if I'm on a if I'm on a track of I'm not enough, there there's so many people who seem better than I am, and so it's not it's not sufficient, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even what you have is not sufficient. Mm -hmm. uh, if if uh, if you're if you're on that track. Yeah, yeah. 
And and it seems like when um, when we're on that track and 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 obviously whatever we have. And by the way, every one of us have something. Right. We, we have things. We have something. We have personality. We have talents and gifts. Uh, if we constantly spend our lives comparing ourselves with others, then we'll never have enough because we'll never have everything everybody else has. But if we could we could say, wow, yeah, I don't have everything, but what I have is really good. You know what? I really like my life. I really like the choices I'm making. Uh, I really like what I'm learning and how I'm growing. And I, and I really uh, like the person I'm becoming. And, and that's enough. Let me just, and we'll come right to you, Trish. I just want to acknowledge what Carol, Carol wrote. She's jealous of people who are healed. Mm. I totally so get that. Bless your heart. Go ahead, Trish. Um, I was just thinking this has been a big journey, this type of, well, this topic, because for the longest time, I did not really know who I was. So without having a real good self-defined um, identity, it was, I, I was tossed about, you know, and it was never enough. Um but I kind of, over the last few years, I've kind of leaned into who does God say that I am mm -hmm. and learning um, more about myself and, you know, through faith walking too, of course, but um, the more I can be grateful, like you said on this handout with who I am and in my own self-identity, um, the more satisfied I become. I also know to keep myself away from, um, things that I know intentionally are going to stir up that discontent, um, especially that materialistic discontent. I know not to go shopping at the Galleria. <laughs> I know there are certain stores not to go into because when I step into them, I'm going to be very discontent and want to come home and totally change my house. <laughs> you know. Um, and I think the hardest one for me, though, is because we have a lot of family struggles and um, with our four kids. And I mean, just everybody has family struggles, but it's really hard for me to um, hear about and see other families who have very successful stories of all their kids, you know, and mm -hmm. how they just mm -hmm. have turned out great, went to great mm -hmm. schools, they have grandkids and all this stuff. and. Right. I know that's not the whole story, but that's just hard because we're still very much in process. Sure. Sure. And yeah, I, I identify with that, Trish. Uh, my girls' lives have not turned out the way I thought they were going to turn out. And, uh, you know, and we, yeah, I, I can identify with that. All right, let's let's break up into some small groups. Let everybody talk for a bit. Uh, why don't we go until 1130 and then we'll just wrap up after that. For more information about Faith Walking, visit www.faithwalking.us. We want to remind you that Faith Walking exists 
because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate. Thank you for listening.